2: Al Gore, welcome. Hey, how's it Today's going? Today's an man? exciting day. Today is crazy. Have been up to? Have we been up to a few things? We've been up to a lot of things. I already have a title for this podcast. Okay, what is it? It's called "The Myth of Discovery." The myth. Of- the myth of discovery.
1: Oh wow! Okay, I want. I
2: want to peel back. I want to peel back the onion today about the idea that oh, you just got. I can't believe they had this really great idea and then they just they just got discovered. They just got discovered. They just, oh. it was just a giant, it was just like all of a sudden the story went viral because they, you know, there was just, it were just this shining little diamond among, yeah. in the haystack and they just got discovered. Just, just sitting there. So we've been up to quite a bit. Yes. Um, in the past 48 hours has been, 24 slash going on 48 is, uh, has been, has been a crazy media blitz. Um, because why? What, what do we do? What, what are we what are we what is the big
1: exciting thing that's going on right now inside the firm? So the the, the biggest news kind of all across the country is Amazon is is choosing its uh, second headquarters and they say it's gonna be equal to its first headquarters. So that means eight point one million square feet, fifty thousand people. And everyone, uh, all the states and cities that are putting things together, their due date for their package to submit to Amazon was yesterday. So we yesterday meaning uh, Thursday. The, uh, October October 19th yep so uh, we thought we, we kind of knew that they'd be submitting you know hey this is how much tax breaks we'll get or this is a site you could use or you know something like that and we are always of the entrepreneur neutral entrepreneurial mindset so we thought people might want to know what it might look like what is it? 8.1 million square feet because like. that's a lot that's a huge amount of of space to enclose in a building yep and and what not only what does it look like how could you design it and i want to back up a little bit as long as we're going with this peel yeah so away I, the I, exactly
2: let's back up a little bit and the question i really had the question i have when we back up is what to do what we did uh or when <laughs> to, when to do what we did when to do what we did with this hey we're making up a project out of thin air Yeah. But when can other people like what are the telltale signs for like if you wanted to take our if you wanted to take our example and run with it in your own city, your own country?
1: Yeah. And and the best way I can back this up is that me and you did a talk on uh, for those that are members of the Entree Architect uh, community group, not just the Facebook, but actually the paid members at Mark LePage's site it was how to kind of get PR for your firm, right? So think about yourself and your situation, whether you're an architecture firm or whatever. And one of our advice is we go in, in depth in that, so you'll just have to sign up and, and you know be a part of that group. But one major concept we came up with is what is happening in the news and then how can you make that visual, right? Um, so it could be anything from the, hey, the Super Bowl is happening. What would the Super Bowl stadium look like in our town? How And for a Super Bowl, you need 80,000 hotel rooms. How many hotel rooms are in your room? How many hotel rooms would you need to add, right? Um, because there might be some medium-sized city that thinks, why can't we have the Super Bowl? But they don't know those rules. And if you put it out there, then people are always interested. So uh, today is Friday. Uh, yesterday was when it was due. And I came up with this idea. About a week before that, and literally, um, I could only spend a half day Thursday, half day Friday on it to, to begin with because I had other responsibilities. So this, the whole thing that we made up, took about two and a half days, and a half day was wasted with me trying to coordinate with someone else to get the rendering done. Getting it just goes back to our principle of um, you know being in one program. Trying to uh, trying to do the different file formats, convert it, get it to work, a huge waste of time, huge waste of time. Didn't even use it. But anyways, um, so I was able to finish kind of the design quickly because I could delegate because we have a firm, right? Um, and so I could pass off clients, as, introduce clients like, hey, you know, we'll take care of this, um, and uh, one of our guys will be emailing you. I'd name the guy and, you know. It'd be good to go. And then I would only ask for advice very rarely. So I'd say, like, Lance, come look at this. What do you think? And show him like one picture. Right. And he'd be like, Oh, how about this? Okay, then you know, do something like very
2: that. Very touch and go. And you know, especially when we got down to the renderings and how we were going to compile the the graphics, it was very just touch and go. What do you guys yep. think of this? Give me a knee-jerk reaction, and that's the quickest and most efficient way. It wasn't yep. it wasn't what, what it was? wasn't let's hold a meeting or anything. I
1: mean, this was very you sort- can't do it by committee. Exactly. Perfect. Yep. And, and, and like at the end, guys, how should I say this? What should be said here? And then people would throw stuff up. We'd, we'd finish it. Like our committee meeting was what? Five minutes. Exactly. We'd
2: all, we all just huddle around Alex's desk. It was pretty, pretty much that simple.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that I learned in college from our skyscraper that we did in college together is that the, the number one image that people liked that we thought was a throwaway garbage image was the one with the skyscraper in San Francisco in, in the actual context. Yep and uh i don't even know if google earth like if we got it from google earth back then right yes
2: i no i got, actually what i got it from was bing bing had a better it, yes, version of a 3d aerial view of, of where our skyscraper went in san francisco Yeah. but i mean we we were on the on the fence about even putting it on the boards it was this it was a black and white
1: photo and we had to ghost in because the, the, the way it looked weren't that good the it was very pixelated yep. Yeah. So anyways, uh, for this, I I made a a cool rendering, which is, you know, it's blue. It has all this text on it, um, which which I think should be the the (gasps) money shot. That's our dog. It's the photorealistic one. Yep. Um, But we are just on uh, Denver. What is it? Denver 31? Fox 31? Fox 31. And... Guess what images they showed?
2: All the Google Earth images that were not the pretty renderings.
1: Yeah. So, so, so for some uh, of you Revit nerds and architecture people, you know, I modeled it in Revit. You can get the Luminos export, you know, add on. Put it into. Um, you can put that right into Google Earth Pro, which is free. And then what's great is that I knew, like, I think this is what people will want. I think this is, you know, what will captivate them. And literally, I could put it in downtown, put uh, downtown Denver. Put it in the scale and then circle around and just take snapshots of it. And I took what twenty snapshots? Twenty snapshots. And <clears throat> and I made the building orange because you
2: said I said make it yellow. Uh, this was last Friday. Yeah. Um, it, just because I, I've been on a yellow kick. I get on kicks about like imagery and like just yeah. going down, just taking it to his logical conclusion. So Alex made it orange because like Amazon, Amazon. Amazon orange, <laughs> and. Uh, But those, the imagery that Alex was able to produce using, using the process he just described was phenomenal because it just shows, it was so obvious, it was so obvious for us to show all of these different uh, great shots. Like one, one of my favorite shots is uh, the, the um, sports authority, the mile high stadium of Denver Broncos play is in the foreground, and the background, you see the whole city and you're seeing this huge orange beacon that is the skyscraper that, we're, that we propose in a concept um, in, in Denver. So it instantly, and then and then there's a couple other images where it shows like the one of the most famous towers in Denver, it's called the cash register building. Ours, you know, our proposal's right next to it. People, people just the layperson They link. Can, yeah, they can instantly link and start to feel how big this thing is um and and then and then give a
1: reaction for better or for worse so the majority of the shots i lined up so a recognizable landmark would be in there again a simple thing but i, I think it paid dividends and then the last thing i did the last minute thursday morning you were even oh, coming thank, to
2: oh uh, thank god he did this because what was hilarious is what
1: we, he made a video this
2: awesome video where he goes around and he tells about in depth what the what the concept entails yeah. from this you know really cool central park this g- huge green space all the way up to the to the observatory tower uh, the observatory um on the, on the upper floor which would be the highest in the united states according to sea level yeah and well and according to anything anything i think it'd be a world record yeah uh, but, but, but what's hilarious is US. i did not watch yeah. that or, yeah, yeah i did not watch that video until 5 p.m last night with my son kyler uh <laughs> and as soon as and so I watched it because I think it was going live on Facebook because we did this huge orchestrated social media post, post that Facebook we'll get into it. yes yep exactly and people were starting to react to it and my son was asking you know because I showed him a few images as I picked him up from school yesterday because we everybody was excited I mean this was our whole yesterday was a mega mega frenzy so I showed all of my kids that and they were like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know, and then my, my, Kyler has this, he just questions after questions and Alex knows what I'm talking about because yeah. it's just nonstop with this kid. He's a very inquisitive kid. So I showed him the video and I go, and then I, I'm pretty sure I texted you and i was like, that was brilliant. I'm so glad you did it. And then, and then we talked about maybe redoing it but whatever, but it was, it was perfect. It yeah. was perfect because... Did
1: Kyler get it then?
2: He got it. And honestly, it gave me more ammunition for dealing with people online who were, are so negative about you know, this, what, what, what we're proposing because it exemplified the positive aspects 100% of these public spaces that, that get given back to the city.
1: Yeah, So, and, and the video he's talking about is, was as easy to produce as I made the images. Tell everybody
2: it, what kind of software you use. and We use this software all the time. This is a yeah. huge recommendation.
1: Yep, so uh, two softwares. I put it into Google PowerPoint, so each image was a different slide. Hit play and then screencast-o-matic. I just captured it and talked. So if you're looking for an easy to use, there's a free version and then there's a pro version. The pro version is 17 bucks a year absolutely nothing. So um, just go ahead and buy it or just use a free version. It works too. Um, so I just talked about the project and also what we did. So the, the first part was just massing, you know, like seeing what this 8.1 million square feet was. And then the second was refining the design, right? So made a skyscraper, um, which, which was cool because it, it grabs headlines, right? It didn't need to be the tallest um, in the in the United States, but it was. But then how does your architecture help the community right so that observation tower everyone can go up to it and when when people think about moving in obviously there's a bunch of you know negatives to, you could call them negatives you could call them challenges to overcome that's what i think it is it,
2: it's 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 problems that we would have to solve in the future and we're open to that yeah. but i think to sit there and just point the point out the negative without understanding that hey this is the concept i yeah. if if we're willing to put out awesome you know concepts and stuff i think we're willing to work towards great solutions
1: yeah and then basically, what I did with an arch is I eroded the base, and then the whole block is basically a new park. So instead of having a massive building, you actually give back a park. And, and tell everybody
2: else about the site site you chose. So the site we, we don't own any of this property. No. We don't it's know who owns lot. it. It's it's a parking lot, but we're not we're not suggesting it oh. tearing down buildings. You know, there there was a there was a there's no building
1: destruction in the exactly.
2: Park. There was a thoughtful process through this whole thing, and that's what you know. The skyscraper got this massive attention, and and rightly so. I mean, we're proposing like a. The big biggest um occupiable floor in the united states yeah but some people then you know they as we're getting reactions failed to recognize that you know there's actually five buildings in total there's a
1: huge park there's an observatory tower there's an amphitheater yes and uh so i want to go over some of the comments that i thought were cool that i can remember right and the first one made it totally worth it i, I if you don't know i'm a huge fan of star trek so someone said amazon headquarters or starfleet i was love like, it oh. It looks futuristic
2: <laughs> it really does I mean the the massing model that we have that,
1: that's what all my kids said is they were like, this looks like the future, yep, and then it, it it's funny and, and maybe we're transitioning into into how to deal with the the different reactions well, actually but, we're not, but keep going oh okay, so one person uh was saying like you know it's unique and crazy and and, and unbuildable because the cores are on the outside rather than in the inside, and actually if you're an architect you should, you should probably know it, you want your shear walls on the outside because if they're in, on the inside then you have to you know that torque, that uh, torque on the outside from the right inside, yep. so actually it makes it more stable and we did some cool things like it kind of has legs and one steps forward for stability so anyways there's talk about that and then another comment was like typical generic. i was like how can it be typical <laughs> <laughs> but it, then also it,
2: unbuildable it, <laughs> you know. so so, so. Let, let, let's back up a little bit here so so the first question was when to do what we did. So you have to try to uh, see ahead a little bit and co- go ahead. Oh sorry, coincide with a news event. Exactly. Yep. And it's, and and don't feel helpless in um, ca- trying to capitalize on, on something like that and produce something. I don't care if you're an architect, some other kind of designer, graphic designer, or just a, another business owner listening to this podcast. There is opportunities for you to do this. You are creative people. You are the people we small business owners. We are the people out there making stuff happen and actually making the content to be picked up by media.
1: Yep. And again, honestly, I know not everyone has time, but it takes less time than you think. Um, especially if, if you're skilled in these programs and here's just some examples, just so if, if anyone's stuck, uh, what are major events that happens? The world cup happens, right? What would a soccer venue stadium from, I think it's in guitar next. I think it's this, is it the, even this summer? It might be. Anyways. Um, what does that look like in your, in your city? Someone's going to pick it up. Every time the Olympics comes up, what if the Olympics was here? And you could literally take the size of those existing structures and then just model them in generic and just show people the size and the square feet. Very interesting stuff. They're going to talk about that. They want to keep that content going. One news guy that is coming up in you know, probably 30 minutes to, to interview about us, 30 minutes. he stated, we want to keep Amazon in the news. Exactly. So think about when these other events, they, they want to keep in an, and how, they're so looking So how can you
2: placate? How can you placate to the narrative in, yep. a, in, a, in a positive way? That, that's, that's
1: the thing to recognize here. Yep. And then also, this goes beyond just architecture too because um, what other effects does everything have? Monetary, if you're an accounting firm, if you're a real estate. So people were complaining that, oh, this is going to drive up real estate prices. Well, whoever does it, like apartments.com did an analysis and said, and for every city and said in Denver, it'll go up 0.5 to 1% on addition to, you know, everything else. So, well, they got in the news, they got retweeted because got, I saw that. Exactly. And I'm not looking for yep. rent increases. Yep. You know, Think like,
2: of this as a conglomerate, uh, a conglomerate um, thing that you can, you can attach yourself to, you know, as an individual in a company.
1: Yeah. So,
2: so the first part is recognizing that, right? So then how do you do it? And here's how we did it. So, <clears throat> Uh, ideally if you can give yourself this is sort of my hindsight is 2020 advice is if you can give yourself a day buffer before let's say there's a big deadline or the news kind of like peaks sort of like it's doing right now great we did not have that we went no. to we went to the last minute but and that, so that's okay so i want to also reassure people that it's okay but if you possibly could because then what you could do is you could you could you could have one whole day ahead of the time before you even break your story which that's what you're supposed to do is then you can get a hold of these media outlets because they already have stuff in there in there locked and loaded, ready to publish and do that day. So for them to sort of segue and get you into it is is awfully difficult. That's, that's what we're learning. So here's here's what we did is. So Alex Alex wrapped everything up uh, the, um, on Wednesday night, and we, we broke the story on on Thursday morning. We set up a schedule for social media. Based off of one one of our the outlet that we do the most posting on, and that's Facebook.
1: And this is where I passed off a lot to Lance too. Right? This is so, yeah. This is where the teamwork comes in. This exactly. Is where, this is why this is why it's so important that we have a two headed dragon. <laughs> and and I thought literally I was gonna pass it off and not do much, but this grew even bigger. So I was busy all day yesterday. But I knew that Lance's Lance has many skills, but one of his was social media. So I was like, okay, Lance. Even yesterday, the day before, I was running late. So can you do this graphic for me? You just did the graphic. Also plan out a whole schedule for how we're going to release it on social media. So then that's what you're doing too. So if it's a big enough thing, I think it's almost going to be equal time post-production as pre-production.
2: Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. So, so we started a posting schedule at 8am and we were going to post and we did every two hours on the, uh, every two hours on Facebook, on Facebook. So what we would do is, so the first post was break, break, you know, break the story. Right? And if you go, you can actually, if you want, you can go check out, I mean, you can see ver- verbatim how we did this. Go go over to our timeline on Facebook. Uh, F9 Productions. Yep, F9 Productions. And and, and you'll, see, you'll see how it works. So, right away at 8 a.m., posted it, found a spelling error. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just want to, again, reassure everybody that <laughs> just because we are obviously successful at, at, at being able to get ourselves, put ourselves out there does not mean we don't make mistakes. Flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah, literally. Exactly. So, we, uh, we had a spelling error, and on the first post, went up, when it went up at 8 a.m., perfectly scheduled, uh, it, it, the graphic on for the, our little news story. And so, you know, we're treating ourselves as, as a new, sort of a news source ourselves. I mean, again, we are the ones creating, creating the content, and therefore we're going to start the narrative with the media through our social media network. Yeah. So the first post went up great, and then I saw a spelling error, and I go, oh, crap. So I pulled the post real quick because it was a major, it was actually. It,
1: a, yeah. So, uh, in headquarters, I forgot the D yep. in headquarters. So in, that was on, the in, link.
2: in the URL,
1: in the URL. So that's huge.
2: So good thing Alex and I both work with the website. This is why I think you should try to be a master of every, if, if you can try to create your website in and in of a, something that you're, that you're familiar with Weebly, Wix, yep. WordPress. We recommend Weebly. Wix is probably just as fine. Yep. So I opened up Weebly, changed changed the changed the URL and quickly um, from there then re- reposted, you know, published the
1: website and then reposted the article. And then and then I came in and I and I learned that and I duplicated the page that you reposted, put back the uh, bad spelling and then hid that page in the navigation, but then everyone with that bad link would still go to that. So there was some uh, under the radar stuff going on too. So even if they had the bad link, they were good because I sent it out, I think the night or the morning to some people. So,
2: yep. And then from there, we, we then uh, went from our F9 page and shared it, shared it publicly on our personal uh, Facebook pages. And then we also did, we each, I took over Instagram and at the, every time we would try to post, we tried to, we made sure we tried to uh, hit a hashtag that was trending. So the, the one that was trending yesterday for Amazon was hashtag Amazon HQ And then we also try to tag Jeff Bezos because, and this is not a joke, you know, try to actually see if we can get his attention, even just over and over and over again, just beat, beat the horse into the ground. So what sucked about the first post was what I just explained, because the idea was right after that, we were going to start boosting it on Facebook. And what's great is if you haven't done this is you can target specific cities, interests. It's amazing. Um, and then you can see the results and starting And That's how, that's how we started to make this go viral. So we did have to throw a little bit of money at it. So we didn't post the first one, but that's okay. Then the 10 o'clock post was the graphic that I made and Alex collaborated on after I kind of got it going. And then that one, that one showed up really nice. So we started boosting that one. So then, and then after that it was me making literal memes of, of, of our, of our awesome, of uh, the awesome graphics that Alex created. Um, and they were provocative and they asked questions and they were to the point. And so, like, that was me using this weird skill that I've somehow obtained in the last three, four months. Um, and then we boosted those. And those were, those were in, in a way, they're shock art. And, and they're really getting out there and like get grabbing people's attention. Mm-hmm. So we did that all throughout the day. And finally, we get an email. Go ahead.
1: And then what else so were we doing? W- what I was doing, so while Lance was doing that, I was reaching out to people and then submitting it to different websites, architecture websites, to different news articles. And then I remember I mean we went out so far as Wapo, we went to Washington Post because
2: yep. Be- Bezos owns that. We went to reason.com. We contacted all of our hometown papers. We contacted all of our all of the papers in in Colorado as well.
1: Yep. And one of the hits came from I watched the clip that it was on YouTube talking about th- that this was going to happen. So it was about a week old and it said um, basically laying out the groundwork and it was one reporter. So I looked up his name, found him on Facebook and then just messaged him personally. And then I found like he was friends with some other people. So I messaged them personally. This was for Denver seven for Denver seven. And then he called us today. He's coming up, uh, you know, the, all other,
2: the other thing, if you're going to do this to watch for is again, you are moving in concert with m- mainstream media, whether, you know, it's regional or it's, or it's national is the other trick is, uh, watch those other media sources. So like for us, it was like Longmont Times Call or like Denver Post and stuff like that. And then post in, post a link to what you're doing in that and get as many friends as you can and people that you have yeah. and go get them to like your comment so it moves up in the thread. And then if it moves up in the thread, so again, you are just all day, you're shouting, look at me, look at me, look yeah. at me.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. So, Then finally at four p.m. So this is this is you know we're we're working around this sort of exhausted by this point. By the way, me too. This is it. This is I. It was in this was an incredible effort to get the word out there. Yeah, I mean it was nonstop. I I, at the end of the day, I felt I told my wife, I feel like I'm being I feel like I'm scattered, and and I really did. I felt like my whole my whole being was scattered all over the internet and everything dealing with with all this. So we're doing this two-hour interval schedule, and at the same time, then like we'd follow the Facebook post with we Alex would tweet from F9 from his personal page right at Jeff Bezos. I would do the same thing. We haven't got a response or anything like that, but we kept up the effort. And then we were also I was also tweeting at like, hey Denver Post, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? Over and over and over again, nobody was giving us any love. Um, and then 4 p.m. came uh, an email came across my desk. And it was from Fox Thirty One, and they said, "Hey, we saw we saw your guys' project. Um, we're interested." And then the dialogue happened, okay. and and then and then it kind of and then it just went from there. So we basically had everything packaged, ready to go, in a, in a folder. And it was uh, it was actually called for Bezos. <laughs> ah, yep, <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, so I took Alex's video and packaged and then made sure that we had all of the all of the the correct imagery that were didn't have any spelling errors, yeah. and it was all high def and everything. And sent that Dropbox links link to them. Um and then and then they ran with it at, at, at 10 PM. Uh so it was great. First they published an article at eight, so that filled our eight p.m. slot. Cause the six p.m. slot was you uh in your video, and then the six, and then the eight p.m. slot was they posted an article leading yep. up to the ten o'clock news slot. And then when then we did the ten o'clock news
1: slot. And I don't normally say up till ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was an exhausting day. So you, <laughs> Go ahead. Do you want results. Yeah. What are, what results. Are, what are the results of all this? And, and what have,
2: should you? And what should you expect if you're going to put yourself out there like this? And how how to deal with what I like to call this is how to deal with the haters and embrace the lovers. Okay. So let's
1: do results, and then we'll we'll go into that. Um, so first of all, I'm happy with the results that someone thinks it looks like a Starfleet building. So there we go. Kudos I to you, am sir. Satisfied. Um, the metrics our webpage, F9 Productions gets about. 80 to 90, sometimes 100 unique visitors a day. Uh, yesterday, we went up to 6,000. So that's you know 60 times. And today, this morning, about an hour ago, I checked it. It was already up to 1,000. So we're getting push. We're getting people to come to our website. The video that I made has about 300 views on it. Um, but what that means is that if 6,000 people came, how many people saw it on social media and didn't come? Is it a 10 to 1 ratio? Did 60,000 people see this? You know, I don't know well, how. While you keep talking there, let me pull up. Let me pull up some of our results that I, we're yeah.
2: getting on the boost because I'd like to tell people how far you can reach if yeah. you do boost
1: a provocative image or concept on Facebook. And then uh, the the other one is that I think there's two results too because what Lance and I talk about is being disciplined and not just uh, marketing to other architects or wasting your time. Right. So, um, how many contracts have we secured from this? none so far. We do not know. So it's, it's a little bit of, of just getting our name out there and getting those 6,000 views. But then it's also a little bit of fun. We, um, we like to have fun projects here. And when, when I saw this opportunity, I thought this is almost a once in a lifetime. There's probably at least five once in a lifetime opportunities, but I had a blast doing it. Um, the firm did not die. I think you, you had a, blast doing it too absolutely especially especially
2: even with all the negative stuff and here we are like we're going to jump into an interview with denver 7 in 20 minutes
1: yeah so um we don't know monetarily what will come back but it was a fun break from the regular convention and it proven metrics boosted by 60 times you know just that one day and I think it proves, by 10 times yeah, and I think today. it
2: proves what what the the whole title of this podcast is there's, there's a myth to, to discovery you are if you're a small business owner, if you're a designer or a creative person, you are the one that creates the content for the media to pick up. All they do is inflate what you've created in their in some kind of narrative, yeah, but that's where it comes from like there's, no, there's no, there is no just somebody just somehow found you and then everything blows up. Maybe that's like a one percent Justin chance or whatever. Bieber. There you go. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> the memes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Justin Bieber. You're in control of this. That, yeah. That's what I'm getting at. So, like, you know, any, people can do this. So, I'm going to give some people some stats here. So, for the first, the first post that we posted, uh, the first post that we boosted, sorry, uh, at, at 10 a.m., uh, it's, it's done now with the results. It reached uh, 6,400 people and uh, 3,200 of them were organic and 3,200 of them were paid. Hmm. How much did we pay for it? We paid 20 bucks for that. There you go. 3,000 people, 20 bucks. Exactly. Real numbers yep. inside the firm. Um, there's another one that's got about a dollar left on it right now to go, and that one's at 7,100. Uh, this one had twenty, about 3,000 organic and then 4,200 paid. Look at that. Again, another 20 bucks. And then we th- there's another one. This is my favorite one, the the image, which is uh, the Sports Authority field and then the skylines in the background. This one has 6,300 total, uh, 2,100 2, organic and 4,200 paid. 20 and bucks. 20 bucks. And then there's another one that with the Denver Art Museum. That one's at about 3,500 right now, um, and that one has a much more is it, much more skewed as far as paid goes. Um, and I think that's all. And then yeah, so that's all. That's all. That's all we. So we spent about 80 bucks boosting everything to get get attention out there, um, and it, it seemed to work. Yeah. With that though, <laughs> with that though uh, comes the haters. So uh, we want the a critics. The if you,
1: if you listen to last week's podcast, we had Teddy Roosevelt talk about the critics. It's not the critics that count it's not the critics that count it's, it's person the person in the in the arena
2: exactly yep so know that if you put yourself out there, especially with if, if you're proposing a massive development or I don't or it could even be a small development something that will change yeah, it doesn't matter. it could be a backyard chicken coop and your neighbors might be pissed they off. might be pissed. So know that those are going to happen. And I have a I have an excellent example of how to deal with them in a positive way. Um, and so I want to just help everybody. This is how you deal with Internet trolls as a professional um, and as a person. So we got a comment back, and I, will, I, uh, I won't name names. Actually, it's public. I might as well. I got a comment from a guy named Sean Villard and, uh, yesterday on one of our posts. And he says, yeah, because the infrastructure downtown could support another 50,000 daily visitors. Amazon knows this. And if they do come to Denver, it will be a campus environment, not a high rise. So I, I, read, his, read, his, and I read his comment. This was right after I watched Alex's video, which is perfect, because then it loaded me up with some ammunition of, say, of politely responding. So what I responded with, is I said, there's five buildings. Check out this video explanation. Link to the video. Then another person commented and they said right on my in response to me giving them the video. You live here then. Drive and pay rent because no one is no one work, no one is working for these shit wages can afford to afford to live here. LMAO. And then Sean responded again. F9 my issue is not with the actual buildings downtown. My comment was actually related to the roads, light rail, bike paths and sidewalks, you know, infrastructure downtown. Having worked in downtown for the past two years managing compliance on high rise construction projects. Ironically enough, I observed, I have observed that downtown has not kept up with the growth very well. Their roads are congested. Interstate interfaces are inadequate, and there is simply not enough parking to support 50,000 additional people, even expedited. It could take three to four years to get a project of that magnitude off the ground and be, and completed. Don't be a na- Don't be naive or worse yet condescending. So I politely responded this is a concept. Thanks for your comment, Sean. Exclamation point. Sean responded, It's an asinine concept with obviously no thought put into it. Anyone could put out an advertisement with a concept. Don't market to the plausible. That's unethical.
1: Don't so, market to the plausible.
2: Yep, don't market to the plausible. That's unethical. So I politely responded, sorry you feel that way, Sean, but we appreciate your comments. You kill them with love. That's what I'm getting at here. Sean responded, I am sorry that you, ob- that you obviously don't understand my rather simple point. To which I responded, appreciate your comments and input, Sean. Thanks. Yeah. Then he responds one last time, you have come, you have came a long ways from designing tiny homes to skyscrapers in only a few weeks time. A for ambition. To which Brooke Folder responded, this was the other comment on the thread, you are so polite, great representative, well done, I would hire you F9.
1: That's how you handle internet trolls. Yep. There was... So uh, this was also on Reddit. So we had another employee on Reddit. And Reddit is just crazy nasty and, and, and also hilarious too. Extremely professional. Extremely awesome. Very impressed with him. All they Very want to happy.
2: do, they want to get a rise out of you. Yeah. That's how you... you uh, and you have to keep your cool. And, you, and so they want to do two things. They want to get a rise out of you. And so their tactic... Will be to try to present some kind of straw man fallacy for you to follow and get you off the talking point, point.
1: and then insult you,
2: and then insult you ad hominem. Yep. So we had another. I posted it on, on a on my personal page. We had an, I had another troll that went crazy. Yeah. And um, so she was, you know, she was all angry and stuff. And what she tried to do is she tried to pull out the straw man fallacy. And claim that we are going to be taking advantage of taxes, which, which she which she says is theft. So <clears throat> what I did what we did in that situation was don't don't go go don't, don't bite for the deflections. They're trying to deflect. Stay on point of hey, this is a concept. This is a concept. We are not advocating for taxes this, taxes that. This is a concept. You have to, you have to be on point and don't
1: detract. And and here's the other thing: recognize that. People have blinders on, right? So this lady was extremely political. So everything that they wanted to, she wanted to talk about, was political. And I even tried to point this out, and it went in the wrong direction. Um, so, and, and here's an example. Uh, here, because everyone's met a religious person. You might be religious. That's totally fine, right? So, if someone's doing architecture building, you know, if someone said. I can't imagine a religious person doing this but like oh yeah give give god all the glory or, or something like that but like okay yes that's fine but you know we're just talking about building something and so some people might be thinking all they want to do is attack this to some political agenda. Like, that's not libertarian. If you do anything you know, for the government, then you're wrong. Like, wow, everything's attached to the government. You're not going to win is where I'm getting at. Exactly. And then even some of these other comments because you could go down a rabbit hole. Like, infrastructure time. Like, yeah, who said it wouldn't it take time, right? Exactly. Said- <laughs> and then uh, also— and, so, and again, don't get caught up in their deflective nonsense. Yeah. Exactly. Because what I would want to say— but when it say is, yeah, I'm sure uh, when they were building hundred years ago, someone said, "Horses can't carry that many people. <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna get that many horses downtown? <laughs> There's no way we could do this." Like, yeah, okay.
2: Welcome, well, welcome, welcome. To the, yeah, welcome to development. Yep. Yeah. So, and then to end on a positive note about, you know, kind of what we're doing on the fly here with, the, <laughs> with today's episode is uh, embrace the lovers. So Fox, Fox 31 was, they were so positive about it and we stressed to them that, hey, we are trying to look at this in a positive light as, as, uh, as people who, who are, you know, just trying to embrace the possibility of Amazon coming in. What would it look like? And so when you align yourself, you need to make sure whoever's going to run with your story Make sure they align with your message. Otherwise, tell them to go kick rocks.
1: And then also, we have a filter. We have a filter, and our filter was, what would this look like? Other people are doing what the taxes would look like. Other people are doing what the rent would look like. We are architects, so what would this look like? And as we tell our students, if you've ever been in an architecture critique, we will only critique you on what you bring up because that's your focus, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when other people are, what are the political ramifications? What are this? That's not our focus. We aren't in politics. We aren't a traffic engineer. You know, like if we got paid to do this whole thing, we'd bring in studies. You know, we'd do all that. But if people would just realize like, Critique people on what they're actually presenting, not what they're not presenting. Exactly. That's the straw man. Again, that's exactly the straw man. That's what I'm talking
2: about. Don't get caught up in their straw man nonsense. Yeah.
1: Because they have their own
2: agenda. Absolutely. They have their own slant. So last thing here about filters is one last trick that you can do with Facebook. When you're, when you're doing this and you're putting yourself out there, it's important that you stay diligent and on top of the comments and control the narrative in your favor because it's your project. It's yours. It's your stuff. You can hide the comments. You can hide the nasty comments. The beautiful, don't delete them. Hide them because then you still give the troll satisfaction that they got to comment. Because if they go back to the page, they can see their comment, but nobody else can. Yep. Little tip. And maybe they'll think, man, no one's responding to me. <laughs> I'm, I shut them up. I got, that's what people want. That's what people want. They want to just shut you up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, with that, uh, I'd like to introduce a friend of mine. Alex has never met him, but he is a uh, he. We work together in a social media department online. Um, we do cool stuff. So I'd like to introduce Vinny Marshall. Uh, so he has a long history of working as a freelance digital professional for hire. He lives in California. Um, in most instances, serving as an individual full stop creator and brand establishment and growth for over 15 years. He's worked as the creative director, marketing director, web developer, project manager, and street Strategy coordinator to orchestrate standing up brands online and maintaining realistic profitable growth. So he fits in perfectly today. As someone familiar with uh, executing large and intimidating projects, he's going to share some advice on how to make the completion of large projects realistically in- attainable and far less intimidating. Um, so with that, let's
0: let's have a listen from, from Vinny. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I guess I'll just get right into it. And, and my bit of advice today is, is how to move big rocks um, with the Agile methodology. Now, as a business owner, we're all familiar with having ideas. And we all kind of end up falling victim to the same process over and over again without really even noticing it. We know what needs to be done, but we never get around to mapping it out or doing it. The Agile process gives you complete control over managing this process and, and managing it well. Now, the Agile methodology... It kind of entirely changes this, this construct of how projects are completed and, and worked on. So what is it? Well, the Agile methodology is an iterative approach, at project delivery that helps you complete whole strategies incrementally from the start of a small project and start of trying to deliver everything all at once in the end. How do you do it? The Agile process relies heavily on hierarchy and priority. The top of this hierarchy is your primary goal. For the sake of this explanation, let's say this goal is to launch your business and get it online. This goal is called your vision. Now, you already know everything that's going to be involved. Everyone knows all the usual suspects by now. You'll need a website, a Twitter, a Facebook, all that stuff. Don't forget anything. But you want to frame your success as specifically as you can and list it all out as qualifications needed to complete your goal. You'll call this your roadmap. Now, once you've got these qualifications, your list is going to look something like this. Website, website content strategy, social marketing strategy, Facebook page, Instagram, that whole thing. So focus on one item on that list at a time and deconstruct it completely. Document all of the deconstruction along the way. We all know that websites don't come out of thin air, so document everything you know you need. Website content, images, a logo, website design, a hosting account, a domain name, search engine optimization, etc. Do this with every item involved with the overall goal. This bucket of documentation is your backlog. Next, you want to craft a score. This gets a little tricky, stick with me. Often it's good to use a simple formula to come up with this priority score. The score should be a reflection of value as it pertains to the vision. Let's make a simple formula for this exercise. So we'll pick three main categories, and each of those categories has one of three different values, that's going to be low, medium, and high. Let's say these three categories are Revenue, Difficulty, and Importance. Now, go and identify each of the tasks that you have to complete and apply this formula to it. We will use Website Content as an example. So, this may be different with everyone, but let's say Revenue is 2, Difficulty is 4, and Importance is 6. This gives us a total of 12. Apply this formula to each item on your list. Now, you should have a backlog full of tasks, and each task is given a priority score. Now you're ready to start sprinting. Sprints are the working sessions for project management with the Agile process. Sprints can be done in one-week increments or two weeks. It's most commonly done in two. Setting up your sprint, you you know you can't do everything at once, so you want to arrange your tasks by highest priority score. Then, take a small handful of what you know you can realistically manage. Now you have two weeks to accomplish that small group of tasks that you have put in front of yourself. Now, in this process, it's going to force you to clearly quantify the scope of what you want out of your deliverables as you focus on completing these tasks. If you're creating the items or delegating them elsewhere, you want to deconstruct further to map out exactly what you want and exactly how you expect to see it. What's the content? What's the purpose of the content? How many pages do you need content for? What's the focus of the content? How does the search engine optimization work in with the content strategy? Document all of it. Whether you're alone or you're by yourself, you're going to want to schedule daily 15 to 30-minute working sessions every day to evaluate your progress. This is called a scrum. The purpose of the scrum is to find out how much progress you've made against the previous scrum, what obstacles may be standing in your way, and what you need to have happen to move on to the next phase in completing the stated task in front of you. You only have two weeks, so the process needs to move quickly. This will help elevate transparency and understanding as the project matures. So at the end of the two week sprint, you set aside time to reflect on the sprint that you've just completed. This is called the review and retrospective. This goes about how it sounds. What did you do wrong? why it go wrong what can you do to make sure it doesn't go wrong again review your process and see how you can improve it for the next sprint now i know this can be a lot to take in but adapting this process has completely changed my career if you think it could be helpful for you i suggest looking into it further for more information about the agile process uh, you can visit this agile for dummies link that i've shortened for brevity https://goo.gl/kje1 S O.
1: Thanks Vinny. Uh, we'll put that link on the show notes. So go to inside the firm podcast The link com. for the agile process the, the one that he just said. Yes. Yep. So uh, I've heard of scrum before. One of the key lessons that I thought was great um, in this one book that I read, it was a very short introduction was in the morning you have your meeting and you list all the things you need to do to get that thing done and make sure that, that they have it. Because a lot of times it's, oh, you need to run to the store to get something. Oh, you need this information first. And then it's just a whole bunch of chaos. So get that organization quickly. So funny enough is that I didn't, uh, I, I read that a long time ago. I sort of used a, a very basic dumbed down version. A
2: very basic dumbed down version. That's what I was going to say is, I feel like we hit on quite a few of those topics, but not. it's just not as uh,
1: organized. Organized, yeah. So when I was doing all this, why I was able to uh, make it so quickly is what he, he's advertising that, that we can do is that I made a list. Okay, how many drawings do I need? And then what's going to be in each drawing? And then I would order them as I go into importance. And then the one thing, the video was at the end, even though it was important, is because I needed all those images to get that done. Exactly. And then what I do is that I'd focus on that and then I would get that done and I'd spend a half hour to an hour making that one image. And then I'd go and highlight everything and I go, okay, what's the next image? What's the next thing I have to do? And I wrote all that out to begin with so that I didn't have to have that in the back of my head. And the same running. thing applied for our social media push, push,
2: you know, we broke the story and the whole thing at first and set it up. And if, if we wouldn't have had that stupid length problem, I, you know, it probably yeah. would have been even more successful. But it, the, the, the idea
1: is the same was we prioritized how we were going to post and attack this. Yep. And then let's say you have something that's ongoing and has to be done, you have to do something Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, right? So let's say you are a social media person, and you have to turn, turn out a meme on Tuesday and Thursday, and then you want to write an article on Monday. So what I did is that instead this value system, which I will be happy to look and do, but I have a really dumbed-down version, is that for every task that I do, I assign how many hours or percentage of hours I get doing something fun. So if I make a meme, I, love it. I get a quarter hour of fun time. And I might even take that out of work, right? That's how, that's how I prioritize my day at this point, honestly.
2: Is I True. go like, okay, if I get, if I get X done, uh, then I get to go back and make my little funny meme.
1: Yep. And then, huge tasks, uh, if I take a, a, a huge task, I might assign, like, I get two, if I do this, I get two hours of free time. And that's how I, I kind of coordinate it. So, anyways, we hope that you like the podcast. Um, we'll be back next time. Actually, no, no, this oh, isn't yeah, the well, end of it. No, this isn't the end of it. I, I, was, I, was, I was hoping you would say,
2: Thanks, Vinny, for that again. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. Uh, Next, we're going to hear from uh, Nick. And Nick's reading Close Up the Podcast. I thought you were signaling. Sorry, Denver 7 is calling me right now. And so I'm trying to find a good place to stop, to pause.
3: (laughs) 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 All right.
2: We're doing doing this one on the fly.
3: Here's Nick. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. Life can be stressful. Of course, work life has all kinds of daily pressures. It is beneficial to recognize this and add some fun to your workplace. Engaging Environment As you can imagine, we care a great deal about making sure that people work in an engaging environment. What creates this kind of environment is specific to each profession and to each individual firm's culture. The important thing is that you think about your environment, engage your service professionals, and see what they are seeking, both professionally and personally. Once you understand what they need and want, you can attempt to include this in the workplace. Art Gensler. Al. And the only thing holding us back is gravity. She's not interested. But you are. Here, have a carrot. Toodles.
1: Wait. (laughs) Hello, best friend. (laughs) Uh, I love Nick so much. So, despite his height. Just because he's, he's, Is he 4'11"? Four, four he's 4'11". Four 4'11, 11. Four 11, wow. And, and that's okay. I wonder if he
2: gets special status for that.
1: I want. <laughs> are you? <laughs> I don't know. Like when he holds an iPhone, can he touch the buttons? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, so have fun. I think we talked about a way that we are having fun, me and you, and yep. some of the guys being engaged. Can we talk about the other ways that our guys are having fun? Absolutely. Okay. So there's two other fun projects going on right now. And one is uh, the alleyway project. We're designing a kiosk and a whole crazy system for the alleyway. It's our it's F 9s first
2: pavilion, public pavilion that we're going to do. I it. swear we said we'd never. do We one. said we'd never do one. One of our employees, uh, shout out Jackson, always laughs at it. The idea. Does he, he even know about this one? I'm Jackson's not sure. remote. He's in yeah, yeah. Montana. Uh, I don't think so. But uh, here we are, pavil-
1: yeah. pavilioning it up. And and we literally gave all the guys the reins, and yep. I could see one was really interested. So I go, you design it. And it's turning out amazing. It's going to be cool. We're so, super
2: pumped. November tenth uh, in
1: Longmont. If you're a Longmont listener, <laughs> <laughs> lots come check of us out. We'll, we'll make a huge social media blitz. You know, you know how we do it. And and the reason I'm bringing these up too is the the next one. You know, our art said, "Know your people," right? So when you know who they are and you see that spark, I think you need to give them the room. To Absolutely. Grow. So the guys turned around. I don't know who brought it up, but they said, uh, "We should get into this Bitcoin." And then me and you turned around and said, "Yeah." And you guys, f- I
2: enthusiastically said, I've been wanting to do it since 2012.
1: Yes, and which we should have because that would have been great. But we had no money then. And, we have a little bit of money. And honestly, to get into it, it takes some expertise. So these guys in their spare time, off time, during, during work are just getting after it and, and researching because you got to get this wallet. You got to do this. You got to do this exchange rate. And it has been so exciting in super, this office. Super exciting. So I think the passion level nine. For F nine, level nine, for <laughs> F9. yeah, you got it. Yeah, cool.
2: Um, so uh, one last thing, and then uh, I think we're this is this is the podcast for today. We're not going to do any t- code questions. We just went, we just wrapped up an interview with uh, Denver Seven, and so check that out over the weekend. We'll we'll, we'll um, post that video online. Um, we appreciate everybody's support in what we're trying to do just trying to throw crazy concepts out there and see if they see if they stick on the wall um so if you like if you like what you hear at our podcast if there's any if there's any way we're helping you please head over to itunes give us a five-star review if you're going to give us a one-star review put five right on top of that thing and uh and we, we'd appreciate that follow us on the twitter follow us on the facebook uh we'll see you next week